Kairos. This is your moment. Liberty is not man's idea, it's God's idea. We must participate in the public square. This is a moment in time that will define history as we know it, the furtherance of America as we know it. That's a powerful gift, freedom. And we're not gonna bow to tyranny. This isn't me standing, it's us. This is the moment for the body of Christ. We pray that there would be an awakening and a revival in the nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I know it's typically McEwen Monday, but uh, Bob McEwen is at the CNP in Orlando, the Council on National Policy, and I'll be heading out that way uh, on Thursday to join uh, Bob and Liz and, uh, and folks from all over the country. And so I'm looking forward to that. But as you can imagine, uh, Bob McEwen is busy, busy. So um, graciously, Rick Green from Wall Builders has agreed to join us. I love this brother. He, uh, last minute, I said, Rick, would you come on? He said, absolutely. And I'm so thankful uh, because Rick has done constitutional courses. He works closely with David Barton. He uh, was a member of the Texas State Legislature. Uh, he is a doctor of jurisprudence. He is a remarkable man, but more importantly, he's just a dear brother. I love this man. I'm so thankful he's with us. So would you welcome my dear friend, Rick Green. Hey, brother, welcome. Hey, man, good to be with you. I'm a poor substitute for Bob McEwen. I will admit that right up front, and I'm even poorer substitute for the way you're dressed today. I mean, you look dapper. I look boring. I mean, this is just a horrible contrast, but hey, man, I'm here. I love you, man. Thanks for having me I, on. I love you, too. You don't look boring. I love the Patriot shirt. You're not a poor substitute for Bob McEwen because both you and I have everything we know we've stolen from him, so we're just in agreement. It's okay. I do. I plagiarize yeah. Bob almost as much as I plagiarize David Barton. Uh, they just have such great content. Uh, but I, I love your new set, man. It looks great. Vintage McCoy, even a great name. Yeah. It, it, you know, broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, it, it, the idea is, I told you earlier, history matters, and it really does, especially in this day and age as we're going through such trials in, a, in this country and we wanted to look back and dust off the old books because the answers are there, especially most importantly and of greatest importance are the scriptures themselves. But also as we look at American history, not through the lens of the 1619 Project, which is revisionist history, but looking at original documents, which is what I love about you and David Barton, as you guys go back to the original sources, you footnote all your work, and uh, we just don't see that kind of discipline in academia today. And yet, uh, once we start... And, and, and look and see what the founders intended and what they wrote, it makes a world of difference. So thank you for all your scholarship, all your work. It's a great blessing to this country. And I believe, I say this to Bill Federer, but I, I feel pretty much the same way about you and David Barton. You're, you're the most underutilized assets in America right now, and more people need to have access to what you guys have put together. Before we get into kind of the day's work, yeah. Would you share with everybody what you and David do and share about your ministry? Because when folks understand that and they can tune in, they have a world of resources available to them, especially now as we have parents who have been locked down here in California and their schools have been shuttered. We're going to cover that in a minute. And the hypocrisy of it is insane. Yeah. And, and now they're realizing, you know, they were worried about homeschooling. They're thinking, you know, this isn't all that tough. 
I mean, it's hard, but now they're, they're needing resources because they're starting to see what their kids have been learning and they're in complete disagreement with it as we're watching critical race theory and a number of other things. And you guys have access to materials that would be such a blessing to so many people. Tell us about the ministry. Well, I, you know, I would even say that one of the silver lining aspects of this crazy year that we have experienced is that a lot of people have awakened to the fact that they need to know history. They're, they're realizing, yeah. wait a minute, for the first time in my life, my rights are, are truly being violated right in front of my eyes. I can't go worship. I'm not supposed to sing at church. You know, can't gather, can't assemble. There's no due process with all of this. I mean, they're starting to say, wait a minute, what was that Bill of Rights thing we covered for about five minutes in, in middle school? I mean, they're starting to ask the right questions. So that's a that's a good thing. They're hungry for this. And as you know, you know, David kind of, I mean, 30 years ago started bringing back that history. The good news is there's there's nothing new under the sun. Our founding right. fathers in America were students of history. Uh, they did the, most of the heavy lifting for us. They looked at every form of government that had ever existed. They, they you know, kind of did a pick and choose kind of thing and said what works, what doesn't work, and created this unique experience um, in the history of mankind, a, 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 a phenomenal experiment that that has worked incredibly well until we decided to get rid of the secret sauce and get rid of the, the formula that works so well. So David Barton's been doing this a lot longer than I have. His library is absolutely amazing. It's all original documents. So when we quote these founding fathers and we quote things that happened, we're going to original sources, not what some professor said that some professor said or what some judge said that some judge said. Go into the original source. And I think that's important right now. People want authenticity. They want to know uh, that you're bringing the truth to them. So they're hungry. Um, probably one of the biggest things we're doing right now, we filmed right there at your church, Biblical Citizenship in Modern America. It's growing like crazy. Rob, we got over 5,200 Constitution coaches now across the country hosting these Amazing. classes, bringing people together in living rooms or churches to do exactly what you're doing on this show, to ask the right questions, dive into history, say, what does the Bible say about this? What does history teach us about this? And how does our constitution work? How do we do this as citizens in modern America? So that's the, the good news is people are hungry. The answers yeah. haven't changed. As nope. Bob McEwen says, right, these principles work every time they're tried. And, they're, <laughs> and people are starting to turn back to those principles. That's a, that's a great blessing. You're right. That's a huge silver lining in this whole mess. Uh, we're, we're, you're in Texas. And uh, you, you guys went through a horrific, it was, it's actually almost spring, but we would call it a winter storm. Yeah. Where you had an Arctic blast that came down and froze all your 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 windmills, uh, your alternative energy windmills, and uh, people lost power and countless people froze to death. Yeah. And then we 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 were showing pictures of of uh, fossil fuel driven helicopters spraying fossil fuel chemicals uh, onto fossil fuel created windmills to loosen the windmill so we could have alternative power to keep people from freezing to death, but we don't want to use fossil fuels. And 10,000 people game. have lost their, yeah, 10,000 people lose their job because we shut down the pipeline. It's, and and has President Biden made it to Texas yet? Well, we're not sure if that was President Biden or, or you know, um, we're not sure who that is. I, you can't tell by the way he talks or there's not enough coherent statements to know that we can identify him as the right guy, but apparently, you know, maybe, uh, maybe made it. But can you believe Texas? I mean, Texas fell for all this Green New Deal stuff and, and put way too much faith in, in those different areas. But Rob, I got you, look, look, man, you're a pastor. I have to confess, I gotta be honest. Um, 
I was actually out in Nevada doing one of our constitutional defense courses. It was 70 degrees every day. It was perfect while the women and children were back home at my home at my house trying to survive. Thank the they were good burning, Lord. They I were burning furniture. Yeah, my, but my wife is a pioneer woman, man. She's tough as nails. She kept the home fires burning, and we survived. Thankfully, our pipes didn't break, but a lot of our friends did. And and uh, anyway, yeah, it was a disaster all over Texas. Um, you know, everybody's uh, asking the you know questions now and and digging into it. Um, unfortunately, you know, I know you and I are both passionate about this whole you know COVID crackdown thing being a, a, a ridiculous abuse of power, but this this power outage has kind of stolen the spotlight now. And instead of putting our governor in check and, and taking care of these emergency powers, the legislature's totally focused on this. I'm I'm more worried about the separation of powers than I am even the power grid. Both important yeah. subjects. But if you have if you continue to allow for a dictatorship in Texas, supposed to be the beacon of hope and freedom, man, we got b- bigger problems. But to uh, answer I, your question, I, yeah, I heard that some guy showed up that that claimed to be Biden, but we can't tell from his speech if it's actually him. Well, we're going to show you a clip of him speaking, and, and you tell me if it seems like the same guy. But I, I also, I just want to say I'm, I'm a little disappointed in Governor Abbott. I, I, I expected yeah. bigger things out of him. I, I think every, every state in the nation needs a Governor DeSantis. Um, uh, amen, brother. Or Governor Nome. I mean, Christy Nome yeah, and Ron Christy DeSantis Nome. have, have you know said what? That's that. You perf- know, we're, we're ranked 30th. Texas is ranked 30th in freedom right now by Oxford. I, can you believe that? Wisconsin's higher than us. This is embarrassing, and, and and I lay it all at Governor Abbott's feet. I, I he he he's you know he's a good guy. I know him. We're friends. He's he's done some good things in the past, but he failed miserably on this one. And frankly, most of the leadership in Texas did. It's it's been incredibly disappointing um, that people have allowed even Texas to live in fear. Rob, I can't my my hometown of Dripping Springs, Texas. I know that sounds like it's really in the sticks. We're a suburb of Austin, unfortunately, but I mean we used to be common sense rural area. Every store I go into, I'm the only one without a mask. Everywhere we go, it's it's unbelievable. No science for it, you know, no truth to it. I think we're living by lies every time we put one on. Um, but right here in my hometown, it's everywhere. And I blame Governor Abbott. If he had led like like Christy Nome or like like Ron DeSantis, Texas could have been the beacon, man. People would have flocked here and said, what a great place of freedom. But he failed us, just no doubt about it. We have a dirt, uh, and you really a vacuum of leadership in most of the country, to be to be honest, I mean, we need more Bible-based leaders to stand up that understand truth and understand courage. Uh, I think DeSantis and Noam have done that. Now, Ron got it wrong originally, as you know. I mean, he initially did the lockdowns, and then he said, "I was wrong." We did that. He was the only politician in the country to actually admit we got it wrong. We're not going to do it again. I think that's why we're still here a year later, Rob. Most most politicians will not admit they got it wrong, and to shift gears. They have to admit they got it wrong or make up some story, which eventually they'll do. DeSantis was willing to say, hey, that was the wrong thing. I'm not going to do it again. Well, our, our governor, Governor Mussolini, is, uh, he's, he's coming to that place because uh, you need one and a half million signatures for a recall. We now have 1.8 million. Uh, the Democrats wow. dominate the legislature, both uh, uh, the upper and lower house. They have the executive branch, uh, obviously the judicial branch for for. Uh, the, you know, for the state. So they're going to try to delay, but there's going to be a recall on Governor Mussolini. And he, his, his, his favorability rating is dropping like, well, dropping faster than COVID numbers. <laughs> he, he's just disappearing um, into oblivion. And so now he's realizing, and so he's, he wants to open the schools now, and he wants to fast track it now that he's decimated our economy. 
But you had you had commented wondering if the president had made it down to, to Texas after, I mean, that, that was his Hurricane Katrina. He was nowhere to be found. Yeah. And people were freezing to death. And, and some of the stories were tragic. And, and the coverage was non-existent for the most part as Texans were suffering. Yep. And he makes it down after the storm passes. And uh, here he is speaking. Uh, take, take a look. This is, this is the president of the United States, just coherent as can be. Um, check out this clip. Uh, I think he's getting on a plane. He told me last, he came in to see me last event. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli, uh, uh, excuse me, Pinnell, and uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, uh, Mayor Turner, Judge Hidalgo, uh, thank you all for welcoming us. Wow. I'm, my, you'd almost my, my dad, rather he not show up, if that's what you get, right? Um, unbelievable. Yeah. Sh Shirley I, Jackson Lee. I mean, Sheila Jackson Lee's been around almost as long as Biden's been around. It, it, wow. Wow. My, my dad suffered with Alzheimer's 15 years uh, before he went to be with the Lord. And I, I, I say this with all due respect that that man has, whether it's senility or uh, early Alzheimer's, I don't know, but there is something severely wrong. And we knew this early on. We're seeing it now. Um, I'm, it's sad, man. It's, I, it it's is. Sad. It's really and, sad. And, and, and it's shameful, honestly, that, that frankly, I mean, and, and we were saying this back in June and July of last year, I mean, his family, the Democrat Party, should have cared enough about him to say, you know, the, the, this has got to stop. And but but power, man, they they wanted the power no, no matter what. And now the nation is, is suffering. Can you imagine? I mean, think about our enemies around the world right now when they see that and how much they think, oh, wow, we've got a real window of opportunity here. I mean, yeah, China, uh, of course, we know that that Biden's beholden to them based on the things that his that his son has done. But how embarrassing that our diplomats. Did you see this, Rob? Our diplomats the United States diplomat literally bent over for China for the anal swab for COVID. That's the Biden administration representing America. It's, it is incredible. It's embarrassing. It's awful. You, you, you had to go there. I'm sorry, man. I just, it's, we should know how bad it is right now. They literally, I mean, they submitted, I, I, got you. I, yeah. I cannot, I, in what time in our history could we be more embarrassed than, than how we should be right now? It's awful. Okay, now you, you brought up you brought up DeSantis, you brought up Abbott, and actually I'd brought up Abbott, and then you 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 brought up Christy Nome, uh, governor of South Dakota, and you know she's got she's got guns on her. She works out. I mean, you can see her arms. That that lady's you know fit as a fiddle, and she was at CPAC, and I I just I, I listened to her speech, and and she's remarkable as far as leadership is concerned. She's owning what she's done, and. She had a great case that she put forward, and I want to show you a clip to contrast the President of the United States fumbling through and, and being delayed to get to Texas, and then watching someone truly leading, uh, and, and it's South Dakota. It's not like it's a powerhouse state, but it is certainly setting an example for so many others, and so is Ron DeSantis. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd add this before I show this clip of Christy, uh, Governor Nome. I, I I'm so frustrated and, and you know we talk about fascism and on sunday i called it fauciism yeah. because 
every projection he's made has been completely wrong. And, and he's saying, well, maybe we'll get back to normal at the end of this year. And, and we're watching the numbers drop. They're, they're just yeah. dropping like a stone. And wear and your mask if you have the vaccine. Or, or, I'm sorry, wear no, two masks yeah, even if yeah, you, you have the Vaccine. You can have the antibodies. You can have you can you and and I I ref, refuse to call it a vaccine. It deals with D, RNA and DNA. It messes it because Oscar yeah. Meyer has a way of messing up my DNA. It, that, that's one of those things that stuck in me from a kid. Can you sing that with a Scottish accent? I can, but I'm not going to do it for you now. <laughs> so here's here's Christine Nome. Let's get take a look at this lady. She's rocking. She's speaking at CPAC. And she's talking about the virus and how her state handled it and Fauci himself. Check it out. We never focused on the case numbers. Instead, we kept our eye on hospital capacity. Now, Dr. Fauci, he told me that on my worst day, I'd have 10,000 patients in the hospital. On our worst day, we had a little over 600. I don't, I don't know if you agree with me, but Dr. Fauci is wrong a lot. Name uh, any other virus in the history of our country that we measure by the number of positive tests as opposed to hospitalizations. And, and we have to do everything we can to keep this fear brewing and to paralyze. And it has a 99% survival rate, and yet we're paralyzing the populace and destroying our economy. She has shown, I, in fact, I, I said even eight months ago, I was going to write a book eventually on leadership about her and how she's handled this thing because... I may get in trouble for this, but I had a friend in the room seated around the table when this all started and she sat him down and she said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to follow the actual science. We are not going to violate constitutional principles. And she went around the table and said, are you with me or against me? I mean, that is leadership. And then she stayed the course when she rode into that rodeo arena. I think it was in May. It was the first sporting event that that finally happened. Um, with people actually appearing. And and they had a packed house in that rodeo arena. And she rode in with that American flag on her horse. I, I mean, I thought that is, that's what we need more of. That's a Ronald Reagan type, you know, when the shuttle disaster happened, what'd he say? He said, the future does not belong to the faint hearted, but to the brave. Yes. That's the way she's acted. The Sturgis rally, all the things she's done. And she's led, she's followed the science. She's done it exactly right. And she did, like you said, it's not a powerhouse state. But boy, the example that that she has set, um, that's the model that we should be looking at. Her and Ron DeSantis, uh, we should have had more of that with Republicans across the country. It's It's been a sad state of affairs. But the good news is, I mean, like she said, she stood on principles that work. Remember back in, I think it was November or December, I can't remember what the event was, but I saw the clip of her getting up and saying, we didn't close a single business because we don't believe government has the right or has the power exactly. to close exactly. that business. That is your decision. So standing on those principles works. I mean, look at Florida. They're living right now, man. They're in freedom right now. They're, you know, it's all what you CPAC, want to do. CPAC, CPAC was a little irritating because uh, they were infringing. I mean, you saw uh, uh, D.C. Drano getting kicked out because he refused oh, really? to wear a mask. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were a couple of instances. And every time I've been to Florida, I'm a little disappointed by the local governance, not by the state governance, yeah. but by the local. When we were in West Palm Beach, you know, you get some of these uh, elected officials who get a little power hungry, and they like oh. to let you know that they're king. They've enjoyed their dictatorships, man. That, that, that's yeah, what well, happened to these governors, too, you know. But, man, the <clears> fact that you're not allowed to breathe, the air that God gave us, it's... Uh, yeah. With, with I, don't, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to do with carbon dioxide. I'm not a plant. 
<laughs> I don't photosynthesize. I need oxygen. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, yeah, I'm a mammal. I'm a human being. It's, and it's you have highlighted this, but the dangers right now, not, not only the physical harm to all of these people wearing these masks all day long. I mean, w- when you get some of these actual OSHA experts telling you the danger of what's happening right now and what you're doing to people's health long-term, let alone the kids, this is child abuse. When you, when you make a seven-year-old yeah. wear a mask all day in order to go to school, uh, it's just the insanity has got to stop, but it won't stop till we stop it. This is a perfect segue, Rick, because now we were looking at Christine Nome, great governor, managing the state resplendently. Our governor, Governor Mussolini, uh, he's facing a recall and, uh, you know, he shut down businesses. He said you couldn't do any indoor dining. And, and here's, here's the kicker. He goes to the French Laundry restaurant in Napa Valley where the cost of one appetizer is the average unemployment check that they've still not given to the citizens whose jobs they've destroyed. Wow. That's for one. And, and he's, he's eating on the government's dole. And he's got, I think it was 20 of his friends, including the health officer of California, shoulder to shoulder, no masks. And at first they lied. Then the video came out and then they owned it. So I don't believe a word this guy says. He was caught red-handed. He tried to to sidestep out of it and then finally came out after he was completely caught and then decided then to confess. He wasn't confessing. He was caught. He was trying to to CYA. And, And so now he's realizing he's in trouble. So he's thinking of opening the schools. And the California Teachers Union, especially one in particular, I'm going to show you a video, the, the president of this teachers union <clears throat> who says children should not be permitted to go to school, they, they videotaped him dropping off his kids to go to school. He gets to do it. He's been doing that all year. But for your children, it's different. He's special. He's elite. And then the governor, as though he hadn't learned his lesson, he was in Fresno and uh, their purple tear, which it's hard to explain. Let me just try to explain it to you. There was a system of six squares that we were supposed to obtain. And once we got to that point, the governor erased it and then put us all into a purple color-coded nightmare. Well, purple's the worst and and Fresno's in that. And he is in Fresno uh, and Fox News covered this. And he was in an indoor restaurant. Dining's not allowed indoors, might I add, because that's the rules the governor made. And uh, on the TikTok account that, that the governor posted, he was with the comedian George Lopez. Um, and and <clears throat> George Lopez loves this restaurant. It's Los Amigos. And you got to see this. There's a picture. And, and they started following him. Fox News covered it. This guy is hypocritical. Take a look at this picture. Here's the governor. That's the restaurant owner. George Lopez is wearing the brown jacket. And in the bottom right-hand corner, I don't know about you, Rick, but that kind of looks like everybody had a bite to eat inside. What do you think? Yep. Yep, it does. And I didn't get invited. Did you get invited? I mean, it, no, you know, I didn't. the, hypocr- <laughs> the hypocrisy is off the charts, man. It, and, and it continues. He deserves to be recalled. And what great news for the whole country. If California, if you guys are willing to say no to him like this, you know, a lot of people write off California. I think there's a ton. In fact, I think there's more patriots in California than any other state in the country. Now, you might be outnumbered in the legislature and all that. But, man, we've got a lot of good people just like you and, and the folks in your church. And if they're willing to recall Gavin Newsom, that's good news for the rest of the country. 
But it's just another one. I mean, governor after governor, mayor after mayor, the mayor of Tampa, you know, saying they're going to go after people for not wearing masks after the Super Bowl. And she's not wearing her mask at the hockey game. It just goes on and on that 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 congressman, you know, Jamie Rascal is very flat, whatever his name is, uh, that led the impeachment uh, uh, trial. You know, he literally supported fines for members of Congress. I'm so sick of watching these members of Congress have to try to speak through a mask. We can't even understand them. And then he gets up and makes his entire argument without a mask. I mean, that's just it, it. Governor Whitmer. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Literally, I mean, not just dozens. There's hundreds of, of examples now of these emperors in chief that 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 think, you know, like you said, you know, rules for thee, but not for me. And there was a time, Rob, when we were just I mean, that was offensive to us. The press yeah. would have gone after any of these people, no matter Republican or Democrat, because it used to be that the press hated hypocrisy and they loved to point it out no matter who it was. And they're giving these people a pass. It's it's that that part is very true. And I think it comes back to not loving <clears throat> truth. People don't love truth like they used to. If you love truth, you see that and you go, well, even if your science was good and you were truly doing what's best for the people, you should have to follow the same thing. The fact that the science isn't good and they're making people, they're destroying lives, they're doing all the things they're doing and then not following their own edicts. I mean, I, I have righteous anger that boils up inside me when I see those things. Yeah, it's no longer about truth, Rick. It's about power. Yeah. And, and the, the press has bought into it in, in, in a large way. In, in our own county, interestingly enough, I got a call from a reporter uh, of the largest paper in the county, and they wanted to know my involvement in a recall effort for the county supervisors, as though somehow I had a, a hand in this or I was funding it. The first time I had heard about it was when mm. the reporter called me, and they were taken aback. I go, hey, listen. There are people who are very dissatisfied with what our supervisors have done. You, like, you're you, not the only one. <clears throat> yeah. They think everything, you're the only one causing problems, Rob. No. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been, you guys have been touting their, their narrative and you've been giving them po proper press while the rest of us peons, uh, our neighbors have lost their jobs, their livelihood, their savings, and their kids are at home and... Uh, the abused are quarantined with the abusers. We've endured this, and you're you're shocked that they're doing a recall on yeah. supervisors that would rather, you know, sue businesses and churches and shutter them and release convicts into our street. We're just kind of tired of the bad governance. We just wanted to be left alone, but you wanted to make an example of us, and and citizens are really kind of sick of it. So. I'm sure she she's a good reporter. She'll do her work and she'll find out who's who's getting behind us. But it's a grassroots effort. Yeah. They've really gone I'm, I'm, too far. I'm hoping, brother. I'm hoping <clears throat> that you know. In fact, Steve Day said this on his radio program last week. You know, we're we're in the final stages because the American people are just they're done with it. You mentioned the Fauci thing earlier. I mean, he's been not not only is he has he been wrong on everything. He's wrong. Then he switches his position and somehow managed to find another wrong position. Usually, if you're wrong and you flip. You find the right position. He's wrong, finds a way to flip to another wrong position over and over and over again. And people really are. I mean, they're fed up. I'm hoping and praying, man, this is this is revealing the corruption. It's revealing these things. I you know that people are going to come looking for truth, that the backlash to what these these folks are doing, both Newsom <clears throat> at, at the governor level for you guys, but big time at the federal level. Um, that the backlash is going to be massive. I, I was thrilled to see the energy at, at, at CPAC, what I'm watching on even the social media right now and the wake up of, of people, 
we see it with the number of people that are signing up to host these classes and 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 dig in. You see it with the numbers of people that are watching these shows and and staying tuned to find that truth. So you know, I'm 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 an optimist by heart anyway. I tend to to look at the, the you know the glass definitely half full, um, but I don't think I'm deluding myself there. I don't I don't think I, I don't think I'm just hyping myself up into positivity no. here. I think the signs are there. Um, that we're about to turn a quarter and, pe- and people are going to push back. But if that's true, we've got to be there with the answers. We've got to have good candidates. We've got to we've got to start getting people trained and ready to run for these county positions like you're talking about, for legislature, for all of these things. This is going to be a 10-year turnaround. It's not going to be an overnight turnaround. So hopefully people watching here will say, hey, maybe I'm supposed to run for city council or school board. And I mean, you've set that example. You've shown that it can be done and you can serve in that capacity while still leading wherever else uh, God's called you. I hope we have more people of faith do that in the next two years. Rick, I, I agree with you, and I want to see that happen, and that's, that's a great insight. One I'm, I'm thankful for, I, I, wanted, <clears throat> I wanted to show you this clip because this is the hypocrisy. Now, before I show you the clip, and this is the last one I want to show you because I just want to spend time talking with you, but on this clip, we're, we're going to see a guy by the name of Meyer, and he's the president of the California Teachers Union. And he is saying that children can't go back to school. And it's a complete double standard. <clears throat> Gorilla Moms followed uh, Matt Meyer. He's the Berkeley Federation Teachers President. And he blocks opening public schools in person, yet his own child in person, in school since June of 2020. Uh, and he's dropping him off. And these Gorilla Moms videotape him dropping off his child. Uh, you got to see this. It, it's just hypocrisy, and people are sick of it. Check it out, Rick. Real-life children do not keep their masks on. Tough. That's, that's the clip. And uh, the hypocrisy is nauseating. Yet that's uh, that's California for you. And we have I, well, we have par- let me just share this with you. We have yeah. parents right now. They're not churchgoers. I, this morning I was out in front of my house. Uh, it was it was trash pickup day. A car pulls up in the driveway. A woman gets out, and she says, "You're Rob McCoy." I said, "Yes, I am." She gives me a bag, and it's a T-shirt. Um, Let them learn, and and and. She has gathered together with other parents, having watched our live stream, been uh, inspired by what we're doing as a church, pushing back against the tyranny. And these parents are doing a rally today to open up their schools and let the kids get back in. Nice. And this, this, this is a secular group of, of folks that just want liberty. And, and you contrast that, there's a, a Christian school in town that has basically canceled me. They're, they're done with me because I had the audacity to call them out on a great concern over someone they're having come and teach their faculty. And the more research I've done on this individual, the more frustrated I am. I was frustrated before. I'm really concerned now. And they're not concerned about him. They're upset with me. And okay, be upset. 
But this is the issue that's number one for a Christian school when we're watching religious liberty being decimated. You have a church in San Jose that's $2 million in fines. No one's speaking in defense of that. And you're towing the line on, what, racial discrimination, and that's going to be the forefront of everything you're teaching in a Christian school? We can go to a secular school and get that same input. Right. Why, why, can't you, why, do you have to, why, why do you have to be so culturally sensitive and, and want to fit in as opposed to just standing upon truth and educating our children appropriately? And I, I contrast the two. Oh, and here's another one, grassroots. They got so tired of the local paper, folks got together and started their own. We have, a, we have, a, we have a, a contrasting local newspaper. Now, the, the, the main newspaper that's for-profit is out every week. This one goes once a week, but it's an alternative voice, and they're, they're doing it. And there's this nonprofit, community-led and community-supported. Awesome. So we're watching these grassroots you know, recall of supervisors. Something's happening in California, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. I love it. I love it, man. Well, what I what I just heard in those those two stories is the difference there is a love of truth and not caring about truth, caring more about feeling good or or, or pleasing the culture at, at that time. And when when a private school, a Christian school, loves the approval of the community more than they love truth, that's how you end up with them going down the same path as the public school, where these grassroots people are saying, if the press isn't going to give us truth, we're going to bring the truth to people ourselves we've got to get back to, to to loving truth man and 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 there are a lot of people that are that are at that point where they're saying i'm not going to count on someone else to bring me that truth anymore i'm gonna have to go find it and i know you've said this we say this at wall builders all the time don't just count on us you've got to do the research yourself never never just assume that somebody's always going to give you truth you've got a question you've got a challenge you got to go look at those resources yourself if you'll love truth then you can seek and find those answers. When we do Patriot Academy, we bring these kids in to experience their government and they debate these bills. I start off telling them, don't just come here to win arguments, seek truth. And when you find that truth, then fight tooth and nail for that truth. But we've got to start loving truth again, man. Yeah, that's a good word, Rick. Well, I've I've been keeping you long enough. Uh, Is there anything that, that you just want to share with our viewers? Any last thoughts? And also, once again, I, I, I shamelessly want you to plug the Patriot Academy, how folks can get involved. Uh, do it. Just anything that's on your heart. You, you get the closing moments, and then I'll pray for us, and, uh, and then I'll read out of number six. Man, I, I just want to say we have to stop looking for somebody else to save the day. We have to answer the call. God is asking us <clears throat> to start doing our duty wherever we are, whatever, whatever sphere of influence you have. Everyone watching this has a sphere of influence. And so step up and start hosting these biblical citizenship classes, start sharing on social medias, these these shows just like Rob's. I mean, you've got to start speaking up. The cancel culture is coming for everybody. So you can't just try to hide and hope you don't get banned. In fact, Rob, I'm I'm questioning my own conservative firebrand credentials because I'm still on Facebook. My wife's been banned. My staff's been banned. Everybody else but me. So I'm wondering if I'm the snowflake all of a sudden. I mean, am I really that soft? Anyway, they're going to cancel everybody if you don't (laughs) stand up. So everybody's got a role to play. You can be the catalyst for restoring these principles. So look for the resources. We mentioned the the silver lining, you know, and you talked about people are falling in love with homeschooling and realizing they can do that. If you don't have a good choice for a private school that's going to teach truth and your public schools continue to teach this critical race theory, don't throw your kid to those those wolves. 
do the homeschooling thing. Millions of people have found this year that this is easier than they thought it was going to be. And the resources yeah, are is. there and tons of associations are there and churches and others that will come alongside you and, and help you in that in that process. So, you know, just don't wait for some knight in shining armor to come save the day, a presidential candidate, a replacement for Newsom, whatever. Don't wait for that. You got to grab the bull by the horns right now in your home. You got to start teaching truth and then look for ways to gather with other people in your community and in your church. And I know people, a lot of your folks at your church obviously watch this, but you're watched all over the country. And so everybody across the nation that, that's watching this, find people in your area that you can associate with and fellowship with. We need that fellowship desperately where you can sharpen each other's countenance. There's so much you can do. Don't give up. America's not done for. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know what's going to happen. I know we're deeply divided, and I don't know if we're going to save the whole nation or not, but duty is ours. Results are God's. Do what God's called you to do. Get involved. Listen to Rob every day, and he'll equip you, and he'll give you hope, but then go apply it. Don't just listen. Go act on it. Amen. Rick, that, that's awesome. Thank you for, for all that insight, and I would say and, and agree to all the folks that are, are, are tuning in everything that you just encourage them to do would be a great blessing to them. We really do need to light a thousand fires across the country and, and get folks discipled and educated on this great gift of a constitutional republic. And from the vantage point of being believers, because only a moral people can govern a republic. Thank you for all you do. Uh, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for Patriot Academy and wall builders. And let me pray for you now. Thank you, brother. Uh, Lord, I thank you for my, my good brother, my dear friend, Rick. And, and Lord, I thank you for the Patriot Academy. I thank you for all the volunteers like Scarlett and, and countless others that provide this history and this wisdom for generations that this nation conceived in liberty and dedicated the proposition that all men are created equal will not perish from the face of the earth, that it would have a new birth of freedom. And I thank you for the tireless labor of my brother. And I pray that you would bless and provide for the ministries you've entrusted to him. I thank you for wall builders and David Barton and all the, the work that's gone on for, for countless years that has strengthened America. And Lord, I, I just ask that those fires would burn brightly and folks would be drawn to that flame of liberty and God, we commit all this to you. And we pray for an awakening in the nation. We pray for a revival. Lord, I pray that the churches would start to realize their role in the public square, in the ecclesia. Yes. Yes. That, Lord, they would, they would walk away from what they've always been committed to, which is buildings, budgets, and baptisms, and get back to engaging in community and, and standing for truth, that folks would know that truth and the truth would set them free that they wouldn't be complicit to tyranny and that they, they, they wouldn't allow this to continue on any longer. I, I think of Romans 13 that it's not unlimited submission. When, when that governor doesn't do good, he is no longer in authority, according to Romans 13, as Jonathan Mayhew pointed out. So God, please, allow churches to get backbones and to stand against tyranny and stop this. And so, Lord, we commit all this to you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Brother, hey, give me a heads up next time, and I'll dress appropriately, and we'll call it the Peaky Blinders episode. Boom. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, and we'll do it in Irish accents. <laughs> oh, we'll look at you the, now there. Look we'll at you now the there, Rick Green. We'll, yeah. we'll have the hat with the razor blade in it. Yes. 
<laughs> oh, your accent's awful. It is. It is. <laughs> it's just terrible now. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love you, man. Thanks for having love me. Love you too. Bless you. See you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> Likewise. Rick Green, a treasure. Uh, I'm going to momentarily share with you out of number six with the blessing. But before I do that, I wanted to say to all of you, uh, you don't need to be afraid of homeschooling. I think this is a great opportunity to realize that God entrusted you with, with your children because He knew you were fully equipped to raise them in the love and the admonition of the Lord. You, you know them better than any other person on the earth knows them. You know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, you know how to front load them and encourage them. You're well equipped. No one knows your kids better than you do. And you think you're not smart enough? You sell yourself short. You may not have access to everything, but we can help with that. Patriot Academy, wall builders, all of them can help with that. And at the church, we have resources to help you with homeschooling. Michelle and I, we homeschooled back when it wasn't popular and people would make issue. And, and yet we look back now and all of our kids walk with the Lord. They're all successful. God's done remarkable work with them. And I, I tell you, you can do it. If, if I can do it, I know Michelle can do it, but if I can do it, anybody can do it. Trust me, you are more than capable. And, and this, is, this is what's going to allow these kids not to be indoctrinated, but educated. So um, if you need help with that, let us know. Uh, info at godspeak.com. We can help you out with that and give you some resources. And so uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be with Charlie Kirk. Uh, I'm heading to Phoenix and uh, I'm going to be with Charlie Kirk. We're going to do a broadcast from the Turning Point Studios tomorrow. And um, you got to tune in. It's going to be the first time since we started Vintage McCoy that Charlie Kirk will be with us. So join us tomorrow night. And again, thank you to Rick Green. And here's a blessing for all of you tonight out of Numbers 6. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious to you. And may the Lord... Lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so with that, I wish you a happy Monday evening. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us. See you tomorrow night with Charlie Kirk. God bless you guys. Good night. Hey guys, thanks for watching. For more information, head over to VintageMcCoy.com or follow us on Instagram at The Vintage McCoy. We'll see you there.